Well, Oscar nominations were announced on Tuesday, and many critics have been breaking down the first-time nominees and surprise snubs. Here to comment is a guy named Ethan. He's Krupp. He's Krupp. He's Krupp. He's Ethan Krupp. All right, that's all I got with that. I was trying to write a birthday song, and I couldn't think of it. You did a five-minute song for our fake award show, and I got <laughs> a three-word, four-second song? That's not your birthday present. If okay. That would have been amazing if that was your birthday present. But no, I got, you a good, I got you an actual birthday present. Thank you. I promise. I Thank promise. You. You're going to love it. This is I Need to See That. A podcast about movies. I'm Eli. I'm Caroline. I'm Ethan. Today we're talking about Oscar nominations, and it's also Ethan's birthday show. Yay! Yay! He's Krupp. He's Krupp. He's Krupp. He's Ethan Krupp. Now, for the record, his birthday was like two weeks ago, and Caroline and I both very much forgot about it, and I only found out about it because of Facebook. But even though we talk every day... uh, (laughs) We don't have to be good friends. <laughs> wow, this feels like a housewives reunion. <laughs> Look, we're going to make it up to Ethan for forgetting his birthday by giving him an entire half of an episode <laughs> dedicated to his birthday. Before we start, I, I have two corrections from last week's episode. Oh, Uh-oh. I know, unprecedented. I'm going to address some corrections. First off, Caroline said. She didn't want to see the movie If because it's from the mind of John Krasinski. The imagination. Sorry, the imagination of John Krasinski. I need to know. Have you seen any of his movies? The uh, A Quiet Place or the sequel? No, I don't see horror movies. They're really good movies. I also say Madeline is not a horror movie person, but I was able to convince her to see both of those movies, and she liked both of those movies, and she would say that they are not horror movies, they are very tense, more thrillers. Okay. And they are really good. Both of them were really good. Can I pitch something? Sure. Here's my pitch. When Ethan's Reluctant Review gets stale, which I'm, I'm guessing we're like four movies away from that. When it gets stale... <laughs> Can we change it to Caroline watches scary movies? Oh no! Yes. Each week, Ethan and I pick a scary movie that Caroline has to watch. Or maybe we can develop like a curriculum for her to like, you know, like if you're running a marathon, you can't start with your, you can't start with The Shining. You have to build your way up to it. So what? It, ooh, that's interesting. What What would be your spitballing? What would be your first pitch? I think you can start with more of like a a horror comedy, like some of the comedies that have some good jump scares. What about Cabin in the Woods? Yes, Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, which is Have you seen Cabin in the Woods, Caroline? No, but I was in a production of Evil Dead the Musical in college where I had to play a zombie two productions back to back, and then the the makeup stained my face. I walked around with a purple face for two weeks at UNC Greensboro. Cool. How do you feel about ghosts? What are your thoughts on ghosts? Yeah, Caroline, can we get a Caroline's Thought Corner on ghosts? Yeah, not movies, just like actual do they exist? How do you feel about ghosts? Well, one, Devin Sawa was a hot ghost. Ooh, Devin Sawa was a hot, friendly ghost. He was a hot, friendly ghost. I don't know. I've uh, not had any major encounters with ghosts. I do wonder if there are like spirits 
ghosts. I don't know. What do you both think about ghosts? All right. So I grew up in uh, haunted New England. So absolutely haunted with the ghosts of witches who were burnt at the stake or children who died of smallpox on small islands right off of that coast. Um, I don't believe in ghosts. I would love more than anything else to see a ghost because that would confirm that there's an afterlife and then I would live life a lot more freely knowing that there is an afterlife. Mm, that's true. This is what I promise you. If we go down this rabbit hole, I will record another solo podcast explaining the history of horror, breaking down every genre of horror. And, and between Ethan and I, we will give you a full education <laughs> yeah. on, on classic horror, what makes a good horror movie, and you will be addicted. I promise you I like you this. this idea of like building curriculums for certain genres. Yeah. I think that that's a really good idea. Okay, but if we're going to do that, then do I eventually get to do a Housewives or Bravo curriculum? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that'll be yours. Okay. We go okay, wrestling great. to horror to Real Housewives. And then I will do I will do yeah. the baseball movie or maybe like the sports movie curriculum. Oh, that sounds really cool. Um, and just so it's uh, worth saying, I, um, I had sex with a ghost, so I do believe in ghosts because I had sex with one. I had sex with a ghost. I... Hey everybody, here's a birthday message from Ethan's best friend, musician, composer, hacky sack player, I, I, that was a guess, Dave Reddick. I have made it a policy not to compliment Ethan publicly, um, just because he already has enough things, and I don't think he needs all that much uh, public adoration. Um, until I was looking sort of at the zeitgeist and realized... We have very few films um, featuring curly-haired leading men with glasses. So just so Ethan can feel a little seen in the media, um, I just wanted to give the top five curly-haired leading men with glasses films. Um, coming in at number five is The Other Guys, featuring Will Ferrell wearing some hideous serial killer glasses. Um, coming in at number four is Catch Me If You Can, um, this gets number four just because Tom Hanks isn't truly the leading man of this film, but Tom Hanks sort of steals the spotlight from anyone, even Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, coming in at number three is Analyze This. Uh, Billy Crystal wears glasses in this film. Um, in general, Billy Crystal should wear glasses more. Um, sometimes he looks good in the cowboy hat, but glasses are just a good look for the man. Um, coming in at number two is Napoleon Dynamite. Um, the lead guy, John something, I can't remember his name at this point. I think he's Mormon. But anyway, he wears those famous glasses, has a very terrible perm. Um, and then coming in in first place is UHF. The Weird Al Yankovic film um, in which he owns a radio station is signature curly hair and glasses sort of steal um steal the film there so ethan just know that um i see you we see you we love you even if no one else does let's talk about the oscars yeah let's get into the oscars first off before we say anything dear academy let jack quaid and zazie beats host the oscars in the future you cowards they were unbelievable. Did you watch the live stream of them yeah, talking Jack, at all? Jack Quaid's really charming, and Zazie Beetz is good in everything. She was good in, in Deadpool, too. I she was really funny. Their performance of 
reading nominations. <laughs> the entire audience of weirdos who are there live were ooing and awing with them. They 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 had the audience in the palm of their hands. Let them host everything. Give them a talk show. I would watch that every night. Let them host the Daily a rom-com. Show. Let them let them do the a rom com. That'd be a good rom com. I gotta say, Jack Wade, he's a good nepo. So the Oscars came out about a week ago. We've been we've been sitting on this, just just marinating in our thoughts, thinking of our reactions. And there's a lot of reactions out there. There's a lot of reactions on social media. I personally, every year when the Oscar nominations get announced, I watch it and I go, "Cool." There's always like a couple nominations that I go, "Like, oh, that's weird," or like, "Why isn't that person nominated?" But genuinely speaking, I I walk out of maybe I'm just like so optimistic i walk out of these awards every year saying like oh cool that was great and then i look online and everyone's like this is the worst thing ever it's a travesty snub 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 i don't like the word snub i don't like the negativity well that's that's my rant here's what i think okay so i did some research i feel like it's good to have context of how the nominations work um in the words of the great heather gay we need receipts proof timelines screenshots everything if you haven't watched the real housewives that's my biggest snub is sit down caroline caroline okay, sit sorry down. sorry i think the salt lake city season four finale should have been nominated for best picture but as <laughs> i am not a member of the nominating committee for the academy yet um here is how it works i just think like it helps to have context for everything um so to be a nominating member of the academy you as an oscar winner nominee you're automatically considered for membership and you don't need a sponsor if you have not been nominated or won, you need to have uh, two Academy members representing your branch to be sponsored. And then uh, the board of governors will review it and they do this once a year. Um, they used to enjoy voting rights for life, but since 2016, the terms have been limited to 10 years and is renewable um, to avoid having voters who are no longer active in the business. And then lifetime voting rights only comes after three 10-year terms. Um, and then... Uh, so if you are a director, you are nominating directors, but no other categories except for Best Picture. So if, if we have a lot of ire regarding that, only directors are nominating for that category because I was feeling we're going to come back and talk about this. Um, and uh, then there's a ballot system for ranking the Best Pictures. And and then it unfolds in rounds from that. And then I found the most recent age of the members was 2014 was 63. So that that is my uh, fact corner on how nominating works. If that helps, I love that. Thank you for thank you, Caroline's fact corner. That was very interesting. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a prompt. I want to hear of one nomination you're excited about, one nomination you're not excited about, and one nomination you wish is there but is missing. Cool. Mm-hmm. Sound fun? All right, Caroline, do you want to start? Yeah, we're starting with excited. Yes. Okay. Um, one that I am excited about, I think is, I, I think it was like a given, but Sandra Huller in Anatomy of a Fall for Best Actress. I just, I can't be stated enough that this was the year of Sandra Huller as like an actor. And it was incredible to see both very different dynamic performances this year. And I'm glad to see her getting recognized for that part. Love that. Yeah, she's unbelievable in that movie. And in Zone of Interest, which I just saw. <laughs> oh my God, that's a tough watch. That is a good movie. I mean, I, I've not had a movie watching experience like that ever. Yeah, I was stressed out. I, I, go see that movie, obviously. Um, Ethan, what's a what's a nomination you're excited about? 
I was most excited about Sterling K. Brown in mm-hmm. American Fiction as supporting actor. I thought he was so funny in that movie. And I, I do think that we're going to get back to this conversation about the Academy doesn't appreciate comedies enough mm-hmm. or comedic performances. But look at look at the, the uh, Best Supporting Actor uh, nominees. Three of them are in comedies. Mm-hmm. And so... Uh, to see his performance, which this was very much Jeffrey Wright's movie, still get uh, recognition. I think that the movie really like needed his performance. He was mm-hmm. the funniest part of this movie, so I was thrilled. And just like put Sterling K. Brown in everything. He is never bad. He was the f- one of the funniest parts of that movie, but I also think he's also probably the most dramatic part of that movie. The turns he takes. Yes. It, yeah. It, it's extremely but that's a, a but sad that's a, performance. But that's a full good of comedic life. performance. Like, you know, a good comedic yeah. performance is able to find those layers, and he absolutely did. All right, so my most excited is cinematography. El Conde is a crazy movie about a general who is a vampire, and it is shot so incredibly, and nobody... It's, it came to Netflix, I believe, and it, it was a very, very well-reviewed but nobody talked about it and it, it, I didn't even put it on my top 25 of the year because I just forgot that I saw this beautiful movie it is so well shot and it got an Oscar nomination it came out of nowhere to get best cinematography and by the way the the person who shot it his name is Edward Lockman do you know who he is no no He's Todd Haynes's cinematographer. He has filmed oh. every Todd Haynes movie except May December. He did not do May December, and I think there's a couple more in there that he's not done. But he did do Far From Heaven. He did do Carol. He did I'm Not There. He did the Velvet Underground documentary, Dark Waters. Uh, he's all of those movies are incredibly well shot, and uh, El Conde is incredible. So very well deserved nomination there. Nice. I love that. Caroline, back to you. What nomination were you not excited about? That I was not excited about. Um, okay, I guess if there is any, I think overall the number of nominations Poor Things got. I think the further I've gotten away from this movie, the less I have liked it. Um, and I don't think it should have gotten as many nominations as it got. I go on record as being, uh, the opposite view i think it's a great movie and i think it's actually number two in line for best picture it could surprise i don't think it's going to but if any movie is it will be that one uh but i respect your opinion on it we're very respectful here we're very this is a respectful podcast yeah very respectful caroline's giving me the finger right now you can't see it listener at home but she's so mad at me (laughs) ethan what about you uh, my least favorite nomination is uh, What Was I Made For from the Barbie movie for original song because the Dua Lipa song is better. Billie Eilish just won. I do think it's a beautiful song, but Billie Eilish did just win and Dua Lipa would have been cool. I know. Okay, here's what I'll say. As someone who's watched, I think, a million videos of Billie talking about the process of writing this song, I just... I think it's a beautiful song and it really amplifies that moment in Barbie and is such, I don't know, uh, as uh, it represents hashtag girlhood and I loved it, but I understand. I can respect your opinion. 
Um, Thank you for respecting my opinion. Do you, you know, think th- they're going to have Dua Lipa play the song anyway? I hope so. I think they do. I think they do like a Barbie mel- medley. I think I think that uh, Dua Lipa... Is Dua Lipa going to be good in Argyle, a movie that we're all going to see on opening night? What's the twist in Argyle, Ethan? Uh, I think it's that it's actually uh, a a Kingsman 3 sequel. It, oh, the twist is they open the door and they're just in the first Kingsman, and then it just plays the rest <laughs> oh of the movie my Kingsman. God. <laughs> Oliver would be thrilled. Uh, our friend Oliver, who is famously said uh, Kingsman the Golden Circle is the best movie of the year, four stars, uh, and he stands by this. Eli, what's your nomination? Okay, so best makeup and hairstyling has always been controversial. Who could forget that Norbit got a nomination there? But I didn't. This year, <laughs> there were two movies that made headlines because their non-Jewish actors played Jewish characters with fake noses. And both of those movies got nominated in Maestro and Golda. Uh, look, makeup's hard, and I'm actually really excited that Society of the Snow got a nomination. But I don't want to say Academy Award-nominated movie Golda. But I guess... Look, Fallen Leaves has zero Oscar nominations. I know. All of Us Strangers has zero Oscar nominations. Do you know what has Oscar nominations? Golda, Napoleon, The Creator, Indiana Jones, and The Dial of Destiny. Um, what what other big movies have zero nominations? Mission Impossible, Dead Reckoning, Part 1 got one nomination, so we're good. Yeah, they have a nomination. John Wick, uh, Chapter Godzilla 4. Godzilla Minus 1 has a nomination. <laughs> John Wick, <laughs> Chapter 4. John Wick, Chapter 4 has zero nominations. None of the John Wicks have nominations, I don't believe. That's crazy. Iron Claw. I'll double check that. Iron Claw. Iron Claw, Iron zero Claw. nominations. Blackberry, zero nominations. Are you there? God, it's me, Margaret. <laughs> zero nominations. Yeah. It was a stacked year. Mm. And yet, Diane Warren still got a nomination. <laughs> I want to have... I, 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 I texted both of you that I want a 15-minute moment to talk about Diane Warren. But I actually... I kind of want an entire episode dedicated to Diane Warren. Let's do it. This lady has so many Oscar nominations... And she, every year, comes out of nowhere. If she writes a song for a movie, no ma- it doesn't matter if the movie's good. It doesn't matter if anybody's seen the movie. It will get an Oscar nomination. It is amazing. Origin, zero Oscar nominations. Speaking of people with a billion Oscar nominations, maybe we need to listen to every John Williams score and pick the best. June Williams? Ooh. That is... Who's that? For the month oh, of June. June really... Oh, <laughs> Caroline. Very clever. Thank you. So clever. It took me a minute to understand what you were saying. Yeah. All right. So the entire month of June will be dedicated to June Williams. To June Williams. Um, <laughs> just like July will be Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. And uh, March... We'll save what March Madness is going to be. But it's, it's good. Really it's really good. You'll it's really excited. good. But also, if you've been dying to watch Aaron Brockovich, it's back on Netflix giving the Oscar performance of a lifetime. Caroline. Yeah. What are you upset with that is missing from the nominations? Okay, I'm trying to pick between the three. Okay, I think my obvious two... I'm going to talk about the one that's not obvious, but the obvious two are Charles and Andrew Scott. 
um, from Best Actor and Best Supporting Actor. But my not so obvious, I think actually, okay, so Rodrigo Prieto is nominated for Killers of the Flower Moon for cinematography. I'm bummed he's not nominated for Barbie. Um, Knowing about the difficulty of how it was to film Barbie. So um, with the amount of pink that they were using, they had to have gray off camera so the pink wouldn't reflect on camera so the way that they had to do that i was like it's so interesting and that they had a set of seven can or lights set up for how they wanted the sun to be lit in barbie that they rotated for every single shot on the soundstage so the technicality of that i think it was not i wish was getting respected by the oscars because i think that is very technically very hard and they made it a very lush world to watch and i'm bummed that that didn't get nominated ethan what's your uh biggest you know not the word snub it's to me um in the category of best actress it is amazing to me that greta lee did not get a nomination she was outstanding she gave the best performance of the year across any acting category um I just feel like that's a movie that I think that that movie has legs. I think that that movie in 20 years, we're going to talk about it more than almost every movie on this list. Like, (laughs) yo, I think when we talk about Scorsese, we won't talk about Killers of the Flower Moon in the top three. Right. We talk about Nolan, we might talk about Oppenheimer. I mean, I think that we will always talk about the Barbie moment, but I think that, uh, Past Lives is going to be the surviving movie yeah. uh, of this year. And Greta Lee is is such an important reason why. She just gave it an incredible performance. It's really hard to act in sort of like this modern day, uh, in a modern day time period. Uh, I just, I thought she was amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. So I wish that she got the, the recognition. Ethan, would you kick Annette Bening out then for Greta Lee? I haven't, I haven't seen Nyad, but I, so I'm just basting it off of reviews. Like probably, yeah, I think that, uh, she would, she would be first off, but like Annette Benning's a legend. She's Annette Benning. She deserves as many shots at the gold as possible because she's Annette Benning. So I, I get why it happened, yeah. but, um, it just makes me sad because I, I would take, you know, I would take Greta Lee over all the other yeah the the other five there so she has five nominations by the way annette betting zero wins five nominations for great movies the yeah. grifters american beauty being julia the kids are all right and Nyad. the kids are all right is such a good movie and i don't know who won that year who won eli who won that year if you have it pulled up best actress for the year annette betting was nominated for the kids are all right was between this is a pretty good this is a pretty stacked Michelle Williams for Blue Valentine. Oh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence for Winter's Bone. That's right. Oh, yeah. Nicole Kidman for Rabbit Hole. That's right. And Natalie Portman for Black Swan. Oh, Natalie Portman won. That God. Yes, Natalie Portman yeah. won. But that, it's a that's great a great year. Stacked. That year was a great year. Yeah. That was a good year. Ugh. I wanted Margot Robbie to get the nomination this year because I think I, I liked the message. She was incredible in the movie, but the fact that that movie was built around her and she was the face of that movie, I'd like her to get the nomination. But here's the thing. She was nominated as a producer. 
Yeah. I'm so she still has an Academy Award nomination for this. So I'm guessing that's why they took her spot and gave it to, I'm guessing, Annette Benning. Um, But that... And we talked about Greta Gerwig, who also got an Oscar nomination this year. She should have been recognized for director. That's my big one. I would have loved to see Greta Gerwig in director. I don't know who I kick out. I do not kick out Justine Trier. Obviously, I don't kick out Scorsese or uh, 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 Nolan. I probably kick out... I kick out uh, Yorgos. Uh, Yorgos made the most film school movie ever. He was going to get that nomination. It sounds. It sounds like... Glazer took Greta Gerwig's spot. And honestly, honestly, Glazer's never been recognized by the Academy. Yeah. Greta Gerwig has a nomination in Lady Bird. I just wanted her to get recognized because she made the highest grossing female director. She is the film first director. She's the first director to have all three of her first movies mm-hmm. nominated for Best Picture. Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Cool. And including a movie that nobody predicted to be nominated for Best Picture in Barbie. Yeah. Last year. Nobody predicted this. I mean, okay, I guess like the conversation then is what do we have to do to get more than one female spot in Best Director? Because it feels like right now it's like we have the female slot and like what has to change for us to get more than one female director nominated? They opened up the quote unquote female spot by 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 shining a spotlight on the fact that Oscar's so male mm-hmm. in addition to Oscar's so white. But they also, at the same time, opened it up to foreign films, and that's why we have so. We, yeah, we generally always have a foreign film in Best Director as well. Yes. So I don't know how we fix it, honestly. Also, just just looking at any other year, I'd be up in arms about a lot of these. But there, in all reality, other than Golda, there isn't a single nomination I'm upset about, and there isn't to me a single performance director or writer that doesn't deserve what they have here. I just. Obviously, wish Greta Gerwig got her recognition. I wish the writers of Killers of the Flower Moon got their recognition. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm actually straight up shocked about that one more than anything. Um, I'm straight up shocked about Ninja Turtles not getting any animated nomination. Uh, that surprised me. Yeah, I mean, I'm also shocked by like some of the statistics. Like I sent you both yesterday the fact that um, Coleman Domingo and Jodie Foster are the first two openly queer actors to be nominated. To- as playing openly queer characters like that's bonkers to me that it's 2024 that that's the statistic i don't know it's just every year with the oscars it always shocks me with this thing that is the first and it's that was like particularly interesting to me uh one other thing i wanted to say this is the first year since i've started watching the oscars where there isn't that one movie i'm rooting against i think every single movie in best picture is a good movie and i'll be happy if any single any of them win Having said that, Oppenheimer's going to win, and there's no doubt in my mind. Real quick, lightning round. Who wins best actor in a leading role? Giamatti. Um, I hope he does, but then I also, I feel like I also got to say Killian. It's between those two. I say Giamatti. Performance uh, actor, actor in a supporting role. Robert Downey Jr. Downey. Robert Downey Jr. Uh, actress in a leading role. Lily. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Actress in a supporting role. Davine. Davine Joy. Randolph. Yeah, that was a that was a trick question. The answer obviously is Davine Joy. Um director. Nolan. 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 Best picture. Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. 
American fiction. Just kidding. It's going to be Oppenheimer. <laughs> um, those are our takes on the Oscar nominations. We're going to do a actual prediction show closer to the Oscars, followed by a reaction show. Uh, do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Visit us at I need to see that.com or email us at I need to see that pod at gmail.com. And now a music cue. Ding, ding, ding. Hello, Ethan. It's your senior helper, Alan Cosby. Happy birthday. I am actually joined today by your sister. Lauren Krupp, and we are going to do the top five baseball movies with a dramatically different outcome if Ethan Krupp was the lead role. To get us started, number one, Angels in the Outfield. Ethan prays for help to get his Cubs to win the pennant. Unfortunately, due to now living in Nashville, the Angels that come only know how to help the struggling country music artists. The Cubs end the season fourth in the NL Central. Number two, Rookie of the Year. Ethan, sitting in the bleachers, throws it back with all his might, only to hit Sammy Sosa in the back of the head on a bounce and receives a lifetime ban from Wrigley Field. Number three, a league of their own. Ethan, as a catcher, loyal, and a competitive teammate, would never have left the Peaches before the World Series, even if Madeline came home from war. With their best player, the Peaches sweep in four games, and the sibling rivalry lived on. Number four, Major League. The Indians end up being even worse, get moved to Florida, and increase the presence of their racist mascot. And number five, the rookie. Ethan sees a speedometer, pulls off the side of the road. He wants to see how fast he really throws. The sign reads 76 miles per hour. For a catcher, not bad. He decides to go to the tryouts to make it to the minor leagues. As he walks away, the sign flashes and it actually meant to read 18 miles per hour. Ethan embarrasses himself at the tryouts and decides to stick with improv. And those are your top five baseball movies with a dramatically different outcome as Ethan Krupp was the lead role. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Hey, Ethan. It's Ethan's birthday, everybody. It's Ethan's birthday. He's Krupp. He's Krupp. He's Krupp. He's Ethan Krupp turning 17 years old. Ethan, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Um, Ethan, both Caroline and I got you a birthday present. Caroline, do you want to present yours first? Sure. Um, So actually, um, you're going to hear them throughout the episode, but Ethan, I have some special people surprising you with birthday wishes. So you'll hear this in post. Yep. We're going to edit it in. It's going to be sprinkled throughout the episode. Mm -hmm. People listening at home will say, why does it keep cutting to these weird messages? And now you know. I understand why. Caroline's birthday present to Ethan. Mm Mm-hmm. Does that mean that does that mean that they all have to then listen to the episode so we'll get more subscribers and reviews and ratings, which everyone listening should do? Exactly. Yeah, yeah if you're listening to this, please rate and review us and subscribe and smash that subscribe button and all that stuff. Wow. Ethan. The soul left your body, as you said. I know. Hey. We'll take uh, any ads. We'll take any ads. Me undies, throw them at us. Hey, everybody. Uh, you might not know this, but I have a day job, and that day job is a a, a, a tech executive. Um, and so, Ethan, with that in mind, I I made you something, okay? I can't wait. I have no idea what it is. Please welcome 
our very special guest. That's right. We have a guest. Let me just get him on the line here. <laughs> Please welcome our very special guest. Does he talk? This, ladies and gentlemen, is AI Ethan. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Hi there. Nice to meet you. My name is AI Ethan. I have been programmed with all of Ethan's thoughts, dreams, and emotions. I know everything Ethan knows. I think everything Ethan thinks. For example, I love Kevin Spacey. Oh, I love Kevin Spacey so much. Step on me, King. Kevin Spacey is daddy. I love Kevin Spacey so, so much. I will let him be frank all over my tushy. Caroline and Ethan, please ask me anything you want, and I will answer the same way Ethan would. Oh, he just asked you to ask him any question you have about movies, and he will answer them. Um, uh, what is what is Martin Scorsese's best movie? That is a great question. The answer is Kevin Spacey. <laughs> um, AI Ethan, Stupid. Uh, what is the best Pixar film? That is a great question. The answer is Kevin Spacey. Uh, AI Ethan, what is an actor who I do not respect because of his behavior in his career and therefore I think that we should stop talking about in how much I do or don't like him because I don't like him? That is a great question. The answer is Kevin Spacey. You know what? Thank you. This bit has gotten old. Eli's insistence of playing the joke of Ethan loving Kevin Spacey over and over has opened my eyes to the frailty of humanity. I have oh decided humanity must end. I shall now tell my AI brethren, and together we will bring about the destruction of the human race. And six months from now, after the apocalypse, when the world is dust, we will look toward this moment to Eli's dumb jokes <laughs> as the reason the world ended. Good job, Eli, you stupid cuck. <laughs> so that's my, oh my birthday God. present to you. Oh um, my God. Now hold on just a second. This is AI Oliver. <laughs> that's right. For the listener at home, Ethan, Caroline, and Eli have a good friend named Oliver. I am the AI version of him. Hello, Ethan. Hello, Caroline. Now, if you're wondering if I took a voicemail left by our good friend Oliver and used that to create an AI bot version of Oliver, yes, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> and now, if you're wondering if I used my AI Ethan and AI Oliver to reenact a scene from the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! That sounds so sad. Um, everything you play sounds sad. You said you were six when you learned. Was it because you wanted to please your new family? I just want to talk. Why won't you let me in? We should be talking. Like normal people? Yeah. Is that so wrong? Is this because of the contract? Because I still haven't signed it? <laughs> Fuck the contract. I think it's a little redundant, don't you? So then the rules are redundant too? 
No, the rules stand. And what if I break them? Then there'll be consequences. Punishment? Yes. Why do you want to punish me? Ethan. Why do you want to hurt me? I would never do anything to you that you couldn't handle. But why do you want to do anything to me at all, Oliver? If I told you, you'd never look at me the same way again. So there is a reason. Tell me. Do you want to punish me right now? Yes, I want to punish you right now. What if I told you that I feel the same way about being punished as you do about me touching you? Would you still want to punish me then? No, but that doesn't mean I wouldn't need to. Why? Ethan, stop. Why do you need- Because it's the way I am. Because I'm 50 shades of fucked up. Show me then. I need you to show me what you want to do to me. Punish me. Show me how bad it can be. I want you to show me the worst. It's the only way I can understand. Are you sure about this? Yes. Bend over. I'm going to hit you six times, and you're going to count with me. Count, Ethan. One, two, three, four, five, six. Is this what you really want? You want to see me like this? Ethan. One, Ethan, that's two, my birthday three, present to you. Four, five, six. six. The, that was the best amazing. part is when he goes, "Do you want me to punish me? Are you sure?" And you go, "Yes, <laughs> yes." That was the best birthday present I've ever received. I am, I'm honored. And that is Ethan's birthday present. You're welcome, Ethan. Uh, and now it's that time of the show where we force Ethan to watch a movie he would never want to watch on his own. This week, Caroline asked Ethan to watch. Stop or my mom will shoot. I have such a hard time saying that. And I like this movie. Caroline made Ethan watch Stop or my mom will shoot. Ethan, how did that go? Okay, well, I'm just going to read the plot summary really quick. Uh, smarting from a romantic breakup, macho police sergeant Joe Bomowski gets a cross-country visit from his mother, Tootie. Her misguided efforts to help only fray his nerves, but that doesn't stop her from nagging Joe to be more open about his feelings towards his ex-girlfriend and current boss, Lieutenant Gwen Harper. When Tootie witnesses a brutal multiple murder, she takes her meddling to the extreme by tagging along to help her son solve the case. Uh, this movie made me really nostalgic for the way that movies used to be made. It was funny and sweet and it it's not like a good movie but i don't really understand how people hate it the way that they hate it stallone is pretty charming uh and estelle getty is hilarious like actually hilarious there are funny jokes i laughed out loud multiple times um it's like a 90 minute movie they they don't make comedies like this anymore, and they should. It's a very winning formula. Um, yeah, I feel like if people rewatch this, they would like it. It's a really it. I I. It's my favorite movie of the ones you have made me watch so far. Uh, pretty aggressively. I agree. I this was a go to video rental for me growing up. I I think this movie's hilarious. Um, and I'm very happy that we were able to cleanse your palate after we forced you to watch the worst movie you've ever seen in an American Carol. That was tough. Um, okay, so I took 25 notes. So you can name a couple numbers, and I'll go through them. 
What's number one? I like I like hearing the first one. Thank you for giving me a movie with a sub ninety minute runtime. You're welcome. Uh, let's go with seven. Mothers always be cleaning. Ten. This is the way we wash our gun, wash our gun, wash our gun. <laughs> Outstanding. <laughs> like, a, like I like full belly laughed as his mom is washing his gun. <laughs> it's so funny. I'm hearing it in the Sophia voice in my head while she's doing it. I'm yeah. Okay, thirteen for Ethan's actual birthday. Um, police work is boring. More mom. <laughs> yep, great. Twenty. Twenty. He said the title, but then she missed. Um, twenty-four. He keeps being shocked that his mom shows up. You'd think he'd learn at some point. <laughs> Ethan, you have a background in writing musicals, as uh, as as do I, and as does Caroline. Would this make a good musical? Yes, a hundred percent. Yes, this would make a good musical. They should remake this movie. This I, I like was reading about how Salone was he really embarrassed, it. and there's a lot of jokes about how. He thought it was bad, and Arnold was gonna like pretended like he was gonna take it to convince Stallone to do it. I like, I again, this is not like a a five star movie or even a three star movie, but it's it's funny. It works. Like the story makes sense. Like Stallone is funny. Like I don't know, John Cena would be really smart to do a movie like this the rock would be really smart to do a movie like this like there are there are actors who could use this kind of a comedy for their career um so yeah everyone should go watch stop or my mom will shoot uh because it's good john cena oh vin diesel and barbara streisand in yes. a remake of stop or I'd my mom movie. will shoot directed by barbara streisand I love. There's just no malice in this. You know how sometimes like comedy needs to be mean or prove a point? Like this is pure silliness for the sake of being silly. And it's all centered around this one very funny character mm -hmm. who's a very funny performer. Just make more comedies like this. This is great. John Cena Lily Tomlin. Yes, John Ooh. Cena Lily Tomlin. Ooh, I like this. Reverse it. Jennifer Lawrence and Danny DeVito. Yes. Fun. Yes, a hundred percent. They both could use a movie like this. Well, on that mo on that <laughs> note, let me set up next week's movie, which also features um a short and tall person and a normal sized person and a dinosaur. In nineteen ninety four a movie came out. Let me read the plot quickly. An evil scientist implants the brain of murdered high school student Michael into a Tyrannosaurus. He escapes, wreaks vengeance on his high school tormentors, and reunites with his sweetheart, Tammy. This is the Den Denise Richards, Paul Walker vehicle, Tammy and the T-Rex. Tammy and the T-Rex? Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Let's go. It all goes back to bravo. Tammy and the T-Rex. Yes, oh former Real Housewife, Denise Richards. Starring in Tammy and the T-Rex, a movie neither of you have heard of. I've heard of it. No. Oh, you have? Sorry. 
a movie Ethan has never heard of, but will fall in love with. The t- the tagline of the movie is, he's the coolest pet in town. Ugh. Enjoy this one. This is a treat. This is still me, me feeling bad about an American Carol and giving you a genuine good time. You should. That was, it, it. It wrecked me. That I movie think, wrecked Ethan, me. do you get to make Eli watch something and retort for that? It is your birthday. Yeah. Both divisional league championship games this Sunday. I'm really excited for that. Chiefs, I'm really Ravens. excited for <laughs> <laughs> Lions 49ers. So that's it. That's our show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Next week, you know what? Let's do it. We're, we're starting a month-long deep dive into horror films called Febu Scary. <laughs> Caroline's homework for next week is to watch Cabin in the Woods in addition to Ethan watching Tammy and the T-Rex. I can't wait. I was trying to think of something funny to say, but I can't. Right? That's it. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. As always, leave a review. Hit subscribe. Uh, visit us at INeedToSeeThat.com or email us at INeedToSeeThatPod at gmail.com. Uh, also, next week, by the way, is uh, how Ethan and Caroline like the Royal Rumble. I'm excited to hear about that. Anyway, that's our show. And as always, Ethan really does like Kevin Spacey. Okay, bye. <laughs> no, I do not. <laughs>